This is Josh Wagar with Miss Nora Dietrich, and welcome to the Missionary Micro Stories podcast, where missionaries tell you authentic stories that they love, and we know that you will too. It's six questions in about nine minutes, because we all know that without a timeline, missionaries get awfully long-winded. And so uh, let's dig in. Nora, I'm super excited to have you on today. Thank you for being here. I am, I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and for those of you that may not have made the connection with the such a common last name of Dietrich, we recently had <laughs> Michael on, and so uh, excited to have his better half on today. <laughs> so let's get in with it. Question number one, tell us a little bit about you, your field, and your family. Okay, my husband and I, Michael, as you already mentioned, are missionaries in the Solomon Islands. We're church planters. We moved here just over two years ago. Um, Solomon Islands, 992 islands, 350 of them populated. So right now we're just starting the basics of planning a church with the goal of someday starting a Bible college and training men to go out and hopefully um, reach the whole Solomon Islands. <laughs> That's our dream. Wow. Good. Awesome. Great to have a huge dream because God's a big God. So. <laughs> yes. So for you, question then number two, um, this can be anything. Uh, what is the best part about being a missionary for you? I was thinking about it, and obviously, you know, Christians in general is sharing the gospel, but specifically um, as a missionary, I think the big, the best thing has been um, opening my eyes to a greater view of God and His Word. Mm. I think as a, an American, you kind of a lot of times without even knowing it, your view of God and the Bible and just even even His His commands or hit the what you find in the Bible is is tainted a little bit from the culture from Christian, like American Christian culture. And so coming and um, working through discipleship and teaching ladies here in a completely different culture has been life-changing for me to reevaluate what I believe about things. And is this Bible or is this just American Christianity? Yeah, And it's good. really, it's really changed my life just to um, kind of have a restart and refresh everything about God and his word. Mm. Amen. Yes. That's an excellent answer and such a good reason for the church to take a serious mission trip, right? Like come and and don't just hang out for a little bit, but like come and be involved in the ministry and get that perspective, you know, take yeah. the time to do it. So great. So, so the number three, what is the harder, what is a more challenging or the hardest aspect for you of being in missions? I think this is tied. Um, loneliness is definitely a factor. I'm very much a people person and I love fellowship and we don't have any other veteran missionaries or missionaries here that we're working with. And so that's definitely a factor. Um, one of the, probably the biggest run right now is just my health, um, just not having good health and, and it kind of goes in with the loneliness, not having help here um, is definitely a challenge with the young children and trying to balance the ministry and still you know, push myself and, but not push myself too far that my health suffers. And um, it's just kind of a back and forth with that. Well, we pray for you guys here. And I was telling Michael the other day in our church here, uh, you're prayed for every Sunday and every Wednesday, most Wednesdays, I believe. So um, know that we're praying for you. That, thank you. That is a blessing. So number four, uh, what are some other missionaries like what you guys are doing or some friends that you would suggest that need to be on this podcast? 
I have I have a I have a veteran missionary and a new missionary, uh, Vicky Mansell. Uh, her and her, I don't know if you know them. Her and her husband are missionaries in Japan. They've been there for a very long time. Okay. Um, and then um, Hannah Schrock, uh, Cuthbertson Schrock, and her sister Ruth Jertberg are both um, friends of mine. Are just starting out. Awesome, great. Well, I look forward to reaching out to them and uh, especially having more ladies' view on this podcast because it's so important. You know. We guys can get so bullheaded or whatever that you, know, you guys see a completely different perspective sometimes and we appreciate it. That's good. So speaking of that, question five then, take about three to five minutes and just tell us your favorite story about your time in missions. When we, f- we first started the church, we started it completely from scratch. So our first Sunday was um, almost two years ago now. And we had one person that came to our house, one young man, and he got saved that first Sunday, which was just exciting. It was, you know, 100% of our church got saved. And, <laughs> but it was, you know, just growing from absolutely nothing. And at first, we didn't really have very many ladies. Um, it seems like ladies here are a lot more loyal to the church that they're in. And most people are, at least have been, you know, their family went to a church. And so whatever, even if they haven't been in church for a long time, they still consider themselves part of that church. And so, um, a uh, few months into starting the church, we had a deaf team from America come and they went into the hospitals and handed out different um, things to the, and I went with because I understand pigeon and I can speak, I, at that time I could speak pigeon pretty well. And so I went with them and that was my first time going into the hospital and it, we went into the, um, the children's ward and the baby ward. And so there's just a lot of moms with these little babies and in the baby ward, um, the, there was just, it was just heartbreaking, all these little babies that were just so malnourished and the Lord really burdened my heart. And so I kept going back and there's one specific girl there. She was really young and she had this uh, baby that was just, I think she was three months old and she looked, you know, she was tinier than any newborn I've seen. Mm -hmm. And um, I was very burdened. I kept, kept going back and visiting her and speaking with her and speaking with other ladies. And then um, I ended up getting pregnant and had to leave. I had to leave, go back to the U.S. And um, at, Michael visited her a couple times. And then we had a friend that came and stayed here for a month and he visited her. And when he was here, her baby died. And so it was neat how the Lord worked it out where he was here that he could visit with her and I could talk to her through his phone um, because she didn't have any kind of capabilities to. And we kind of lost contact because she went back to her home province for a while. And then about seven months later, she came back and came back to the church. We were still in the U.S. with our newborn. And um, she came back to the church and she got saved. And um, so it's just it's just exciting to, you know, pour your heart into someone and invest so much into them and then to see the fruit, you know, even sometimes and some some missionaries, I'm sure it takes many, many years. But just those several months of, um, you know, pouring your heart into someone and then seeing that return. And she she came um, and brought some of her sisters to church uh, recently. And she was talking with her sisters and she said, this is the lady that came and visited me, visited my baby in the hospital. And you could just tell that meant a lot to her that I care. And I, you know, we talk about her baby because I've also lost babies. And so it's just a bond that, you know, you never, when you go through something like, you know, losing children or whatever, you don't really dream about all of the opportunities it presents. But here, even on the other side of the world, I'm able to, um, you know, be a blessing to a young girl that loses a baby because I've been through that too. Wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. Really, it's an amazing story um, just to see how God takes 
incredibly hard circumstances and uses them still for his glory. Yes. So, thanks yes. for sharing that. And I'm so glad to hear about that lady coming to know the Lord. So I look forward to meeting her one day somewhere. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yep. Well, hey, as we close up, do you have anything that you're willing to tell on yourself about when it comes to <laughs> cultural or language blunders? <laughs> Last night I was talking to Michael and we were trying to think of something. And this is not exactly a blunder, but it was my first um, cultural experience that was very uncomfortable. Um, we had just gotten here and Michael was sick. It was a week into being here, actually. It was exactly one week. And Michael was sick and I had to go down to the market to get food. We didn't have any food in the house. And so I had to take a bus because we didn't, we didn't have, um, I could have taken a taxi, I guess, but I decided to step out and do the brave thing and take a bus. And so I went, I walked down to the bus station and this is my first time taking a bus period. And it was all, you know, I was alone. And um, the first bus comes up and for people that don't know, it's like a minivan, the bus system here is oh. all these, all these oh. minivans. <laughs> and um, the first bus comes and I was standing in the front, you know, I had gotten there quite a bit before a lot of people and everyone pushed, pushed past me. And I remember just standing there and I started crying because I was just so like, it wasn't, it wasn't that I was hurt that they pushed past me, but it was so embarrassing and uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And um and so, and I kind of felt like, you know, at least they could have warned me, you know, that you're just supposed to fight for it. You know, here's this white girl standing there and they just all kind of ignored me. And so the next bus came and I like, I, I was the first one on, I pushed my way on. I said, okay, this is how it's going to be. I'm getting on this bus. <laughs> and I was trying to blink away all the tears, you know, cause I was, you know, when, when you're, when you're here, you stand out a lot. And so everyone knows, <laughs> everyone knows, and everyone's watching. Everyone knows when you're crying. And so it's a little bit uncomfortable, but that was my first um, welcome to the culture. <laughs> nice. Good. And the title of this episode will be don't mess with Nora. So uh, <laughs> no, what a great story. Just because it does, it shows it, there's so many little nuances like that that you have to learn when you're somewhere new and it's just crazy. <laughs> oh, and we, we went to Australia for, at one point and we were standing in line for um, a bus that was gonna take us from one terminal to the next. And mm -hmm. I, I started running for it and Michael had to hold me back. <laughs> said, we're, we're not in the Solomon Islands anymore. <laughs> you're being so rude. Those, yeah, for those of you guys listening, if Michael and Nora are ever at your church and she pushes you, you know why? And so, uh, you know, stand your distance. <laughs> every man for himself right exactly well Nora thank you for being on uh, really really grateful again um, I know that we have this from my uh, from Michael's podcast but if you can remind for anybody new listening um, if people want to follow your story you have a great YouTube channel uh, how can people follow you there and then also prayer letters or anything like that Sure. Um, we, we vlog, we do videos of missionary life and just sit down talking videos as well um, at youtube.com forward slash life worth living is the name of our channel there. Um, we also have a Facebook page that is the Dietrich family um, that we, we post frequent updates on there. And we, we're burdened to um, 